Welcome to the Crack On Podcast, hosted by me, John Saunders. Crack On! Hey guys, hope you're well. Welcome to another edition of the Crack On Podcast. Uh, episode 4, Series 2. Chuff the beans, we've got another one to you. So today is with great pleasure to introduce uh, the MD of Fernballs, co-founder of the County Business Club in Sussex, Great guy, Sam Thomas, been there, lost the business, sort of come back and really is a, is a true fighter uh, in all senses of the word. So we, we recorded this a few weeks ago. The recording internet due to my internet not being amazing is a little bit in and out, but it's, I hope you enjoy. It's just a great little uh, podcast and give me some feedback. Crack on. Afternoon, Sam. How you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Good to see you. Yeah, great. Thanks for coming on, mate. Thanks for coming on. Series two, like I said, series one are already done and on the series two. So thanks for coming on. Ah, oh, great, mate. It's great to be here. And yeah, I appreciate it. It's good, good. Looking forward to it. Yeah, great, mate. Great. So yeah, so I've started series two with a bit of a difference. I know that difference is I want to start with a couple of questions that's going to, everyone's going to get. So first one up, what is crack on to you? Mate, I guess, look, quite quickly, it's just, it's getting up every day, positive attitude, um, going out there, making things happen, you know, believing in yourself and just, you know, whatever's happening in life, just getting out there and, and, and making the best of it, making the best of every day and, um, you know, th- doing what we can to, to succeed, you know. Yeah, great. That's a great one. And that's exactly why I put you on you, mate. Mr. Smiley, I call you, because you're literally smiling all the time and positive, which is brilliant. Uh, You've got to have a smile on your face, haven't you? You know, things are tough out there and, you know, you know, we, we all, but you, you get out. I'll get out, I'll try and get up every day and, you know, get out for me, run, put a smile on my face. I go, right, what's the day got in store and, and how can we go and, 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 and have a good one? We all have bad days. Of course we do. But look, let, let's, um, let's get out there and, and do what we can. Yeah, cool. And then second one then, who is your, your, your idol in business or idol generally and, and why? Um, I, I guess like for, for me, there's, you know, is go through a list, of, I guess, of people, sports people and, and, and I'm a big sports fan, so sports people and, 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 and business people in general have succeeded, you know, the, the, the sort of Maradonas and Pelés and people like that who are, I grew up idolising from a from a sports point of view, and then you know Richard Branson's obviously and them type of people from a business essence. But I guess for me, like people are really uh, within the business community within Sussex generally. There, there's people that really inspire me. People people I really know and I've got to know over the years who you know who run their own businesses and and do things in a positive way and similar I guess mindsets to me. You know. People, I guess, mentioned like Gary Peters and and Gav Willis and and people like that who are who are good friends of mine who I've built good relationships with. But I guess around me that they sort of inspire me to to want to be a good business person and want and want to go and succeed and do, do great things. I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah, cracking me, and that's brilliant. I love that. I love that because we both know Gav, and I yeah. get a sense that you know that you just feed off each other, which is and, and people like that. Brilliant, isn't it? You know, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, tell absolutely. us where it all started then, mate. Where did it all start for yourself? Talk us through, you know, the, the Tony and Guy and, you know, where did business all start for you? Well, mate, we're, we're, yeah, I guess look, uh, going back, well, I thought we were going back over 15 years now, I suppose. I sort of um, go through life as you do and you sort of look at, you know, growing up and as many young kids and wanted to be a professional footballer. Um, 
as soon as that didn't work out, you go, what, what, what's the next step? What am I going to do? And, <laughs> you know, I played around with ideas and I guess I had that, but I guess for me, it was, there was a situation where at school entrepreneurship wasn't really encouraged as much at school. You know, I, I don't think the word was used and I certainly couldn't spell it, let alone um, know what it meant, I guess. But I, I guess for, for me, it was like now you look at, look at situation where I've been into schools and mentored and they've got these entrepreneurial um, mentorships within schools and it's more, it's more accessible. And I think it, from, from a younger age, you go, right, oh, you can't run your own business because it's, you know, um, you know, it's only for rich people businesses. And, mm. and, and then when you sort of, because it's now encouraged and it's a little bit more open, I'd love the thought of my young twins coming to me and, if they wanted to be a solicitor or a doctor or something along them lines and wanted to go to university, then of course I'd be happy about that and encourage it. But if they wasn't sure of the path they wanted to take in regards to a professional industry, then they, and they come to me, love them to come to me with an idea and say, dad, I, I, I've got an idea for a business. We want to do that. I, I'd, I'd encourage that as much as I would the, the, the university side of things, I think from, from my point of view. And then, so yeah, I sort of, <laughs> not really knowing what, what I was going to do, you sort of play around with a few things that I said, and I ended up getting into hairdressing at 25, thinking I'm going to be a hairdresser. I, I, I like the fashion industry, so I jumped into that. Um, and I went for the best, obviously, Tony and Guy at the time, 400 salons globally, and I was like, very excited. I thought, what? Realised quite quickly that wasn't actually that great at hairdressing, to be honest. But... Um, <laughs> But I actually loved being involved in the industry and I had an opportunity. I ended up managing one of the busiest salons in, in the country, in Essex, in, in Lakeside, you know, 40 odd staff. And um, it, it was a great experience for me. And born out of that, then become an opportunity for me to take over my own salon, um, which was part of the Tony and Guy Group, one of their sister companies, Essentials. Um, and I've come down to, and it, it, it was in Brighton. So I was living in Essex still, um, we, you know, the the the, the um, salon was in Brighton. Commuted for for two years um, from 2010 to on my motorbike, which was a uh, was a challenge. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> seven days a week, 130 miles round trip. But but it, again, I guess alluding to what you said before, that's is that crack on mentality. It was just part for me. It was just part of of the, my daily routine. I got up at seven. I drove me motorbike down, done a day's work at the salon, drove back, and it was just all part of the experience. And I guess that yeah. was something that I, I, I wanted to do. So, um, but it was a great learning curve for me, you know, three, three years at the salon um, from 2010 uh, when, I, when I opened it and unfortunately then closed in 2013. But it was, um, that was my first sort of business um, that I run myself and a great experience, you know, learned a lot, uh, I guess, a lot about, business but a lot about myself as well during that time which was yeah. um which was key um for me and then um yeah and then it was one of them situations that you know you look at with, with having to close it at that time in 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 2013 as much as a tough period I, because i'd been out i wasn't cutting hair so i was out networking and meeting people at that time i've managed to build a network already and it, I, I remember saying to my wife at the time look got give me six weeks and I'll make something happen. And, I, and, I, and fortunately I did. That's where sort of Fernball's opportunity come in and, and I took over that and um, been running that for the last eight years, which, you know, networking through sports. So five-a-side football leagues and golf and pool um, and grew it from a, a small business idea to, to, you know, 
20 odd venues across the country and something I'm passionate about and I, and I love it you know it's been a it's, it's been a great business in, in that yeah, sense. Yeah but, but just going back to that um, obviously you've closed uh, Tony and Guy uh, advice wise for anyone going look we're going through a real tough time at the moment with the pandemic and um, any advice those tough times you went through any advice for those people that are going through that period now because there's there's going to be a lot of them out there and um, any any sort of any words of wisdom to, you know, seven years on that, or, uh, you know, any, yeah. any sort of anything you can give advice wise? Sure. Okay. Look, I guess that the, it's showing resilience in, in some forms or how bad sometimes things get, um, you know, it's a horrible thing to have to close a business, of course, um, you know, but uh, and, and one thing I learned back then was, you know, understanding, accepting failure in some form that like, yeah. I, for me, as a as an individual, I, you know, no one wants to fail. No one wants to go into a situation and go, oh, that's not worked out. But you know, for me, everything life's an opportunity. Everything you do in life's an opportunity. So if you from that, you know, uh, you, you learn you learn something from them things, and you take them on to 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 your next thing, and you and, and then you learn again, and you take that on to the to the next. So just it, it, that positive mindset, as tough as it can be sometimes, and as low as you can maybe get try and keep that positive mindset because you don't know what's around the corner. Be open to opportunity, reach out, ask for support, speak to people, surround yourself with good people and, and, and people will get through it, you know? I agree, mate. I agree. And I think that positive, I just wondered how long it took. You said six weeks. How long did it take you when you, when you closed that down and you gave the keys back? How long after that did it take you to get back on the wagon? Mate, it was literally that quick. I, I was conscious of, um, you know, to, like I said, I'm fortunate that I, my wife we didn't have kids at the time so it was obviously just me and my wife but it was I, I literally I knew that I, I tried not to have that period where I just thought I'll just sit there and, and, and wallow a little bit in it or anything I just was literally next day I was up at mate I backed on I just I guess I had to just get up and get out and I thought to myself I don't want to I, I haven't really got the time to rest I don't want to be a situation where I'm not bringing any money in or I've not created something within the next few weeks I'll, I'll just I, I, I guess I said to my wife like I said give me give me six weeks I'll I'll start generating some money within that period and I'll, I'll get something and I, I it was strange I had um after that I said about that big pitch I did to Tony Moscolo they actually then invited me in for an interview as a sales rep for, for Label M which was their product range because I'd basically within this the pitch I'd I'd basically tried to sell them a, a whole male grooming product range i'd had it designed and everything so it's a big pitch but they was like well, look, really like what you've come up with but look we've got a couple of roles why don't you come and have an interview and i was like yeah and i i had that on the table obviously I had the idea of the shave academy and then i'd had a chat with Hamid about fern balls and i was like out of all the things i i'd sort of had planned the job thing was just the the last route i wanted to go down and yeah. i sort of went for the interview thinking chatting about this thinking i don't really want to get a job but you know up for obvious reasons I know my wife I thought if it'd been six months down the line I probably would have had a choice and <laughs> you go got yeah, to go yeah, and get a job absolutely. but and and, and, and it, I, you know it's interesting you see it because it's, we've got quite a similar lining up with that to be honest and that's why I was asking you about I mean do you ever feel you know you let someone down because do I mean from my point of view I've always I've always felt a bit guilty and then I felt like not so much myself, Dan, more my wife, really, because I've got a very supportive wife like you. And mm. I always I always felt like I always just let her down, you know, because I'm not to make that call. And it was it was tough. I, I, I was it for you. Oh, mate, uh, 
hundred percent. I mean, I think as as individuals, we probably I can I can take a lot. I'm quite like I said, quite resilient in that sense. But for the the worst thing I beat myself up about is exactly that. And I think um, I know obviously you have got kids as well. And I think more so now yeah. with the kids that that I've got that that drive to succeed or or want to succeed in some way because I you want to provide for them and I want I don't want to let them down and and I did I, that was at the time I remember exactly that and I thought my, my wife had moved oh uh, her family all still live in Essex near my mum all close family and blah blah and she moved away with me to Brighton and I was like, that's not a million miles away, it's only an hour and a half, but it, it, she's still done. Not only that, we've lost some money and, you know, this. And I, I did, I felt I'd massively let her down. And we've been yeah. together, I said I've known her since we was 11. So we've been together, we started going out with her 18. So 24 years we've been together. Um, yeah. And, you know, since, since we've been together, I've been promising this time next year I'll be a millionaire and she's still waiting. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly the same. Uh, exactly the same as me. I've watched watched recently uh, again the founder. Have you seen the founder? The fat. No, it was, who's that? No, no. no. Yeah, with uh, it's basically um, uh, Croc from McDonald's. Is this the? It's the story. Um, oh no, I've seen it. Yes, sorry, yeah. It's such an unbelievable story that I just read. It just yeah. resonated. I mean, one of the. One of the scenes I remember is that his wife at the time, his first wife, sort of walks up the stairs and says, if you get another one of your ideas, right, I'm going to just walk out, you know? And I just thought to myself, I tell you what, how many times I've done that to my wife? It's unbelievable. <laughs> and I bet the same with you, mate, isn't it? Mate, it's about uh, the same, you know? Yeah, That's uh, what we do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And she, and she does. She laughs about it now. And she like. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm sure there's some I'm sure there's elements of frustration in that laughter, but she she I guess she's over the last 10, 15 years through different different um businesses and different bits and pieces I've done and different ideas and everything's gonna be new and this and blah blah blah. I yeah. guess she she has she's almost just accepted look, that's who he is, he, that's how he is. I'm never gonna and, and there's a part of her I think that oh, I hope <laughs> we have to ask girl with her on next time but um but that she's i guess that she loves about me in that sense that she um you know i'm not someone look and there's nothing wrong up you know my dad um he, he had the same job for you know many years and paid paid off the mortgage and then and retired and that as, as people did in that, that that stage you know what i mean i guess in my mindset it was always that don't want to do that. I don't. I, I guess yeah. a nightmare for me would be doing the same job for thirty years, doing exactly the same thing, and that that, that for me would be something that you know I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to go down that path. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Certainly, it, it works for certain people, but for me, it was just look. I like like we alluded to. Life's an opportunity. I want to yeah. experience different things and try different things. And you know what? I think once you once you get to that point where you do sort of. Like, understand except sort of failure you go you know what i'd rather have tried something and it's not worked than sitting there going i wish i wonder what would have happened if i'd started that you know what i mean like so if yeah. i'd never started the salon would i have ever been in brighton would i have ever started other businesses would i've still been in working in lakeside you know what i mean you just think you've got to take these opportunities and, yeah, I, and you hopefully 
because that was one of the questions I was going to ask. Those lessons you learned in those three years, how much of a different business person now are you for that for that for that period of time? How much has that taught you? You know, are you different now than what you were? Oh, hundred percent, De- yeah. definitely. I think you. You, you you take as much as you can. I think it's an education. That's how I, I looked in. And my wife, supportive as she was, that was one of the things she said. She said, look, all right, we've lost some money, but, you know, if you had still gone and done a three-year degree somewhere, how much that would have cost? The last or whatever. It, it, That's a great mindset. It's just a great mindset, isn't yeah. it? Just, and and that, you sort of go, you know what? It's just a learning curve. Everything in life's a learning curve. And I think we, I think as long as you're open to constantly learning and, because none of us are perfect. Even Richard Branson, I'm sure he's sitting there, you know, as as wealthy as he is and financially secure that he will sit there. And it's still, it, it's still open to learning new experiences and doing stuff that we do. And I think that's how we evolve. That's how we become better people as well as better business people as well. I guess that's the that's the key. Yeah, no, I totally agree, man. I totally agree. So Tony and Guy uh, came to an end. What you know. Move us forward from there. Then what happened? Uh, where'd you go from there? And what happened next? After that six weeks, you had to go. What happened? Uh, what happened after that? Yeah. So yeah, so we done then. Obviously, like I said, so that's when sort of firm balls come into to, to to play. Like I said, Hamid, uh, my business partner at the time, he he, he was a solicitor, run firm balls on the side. I knew of it because I'd sort of played and helped him and bits and pieces, and he was like, uh, Yeah. So so for listeners yeah, that don't know what firm I, balls do, is, do you want to explain what firm balls is, mate? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So we it's a basically five aside football leagues, but for businesses. So sort of team building, networking through sport was the was the main premise behind it. Um, and we had a you know had a couple of leagues that run through the summer in um, in and around Sussex. And he was like, look, this is the idea. He said, what do you think of it? He said, I think it's got potential to go a bit further. Um, do you want to come on board? I was like, great, let, let's give it a go. And look, I'm, as, I, as I alluded to earlier, I'm a massive football fan. I love playing football. And I thought, well, I love business. I love football. This is probably a perfect fit for me. So yeah. let's, let's, let's give it a go. And um, it was fantastic. You know, we, I, I come on board and, and to immediately looked at the business and went, right, well, okay, it's, it's running in the summer now. Let's try and get some leagues all year round. So it's a business that can sustain itself. And we, we ended up growing to, you know, 20 odd venues across the country um, with, you know, leagues in London, Manchester, um, Birmingham, mainly still across Sussex, which is where we're based. But yeah, um, yeah and I've sort of running that over the last, well, what, over eight years now. And um, we expanded, we've done a few tournaments abroad in Dublin and we've done, um, we're, then obviously I diversified a bit and went into golf as well. And we done some golf leagues and then pool as well. So just using sport as a way of, of communicating. Look, it's a massive icebreaker, isn't it? As we, we spoke about earlier with golf, like same with football, same with pool, whatever it is, there's that sporting element in. Guys can go and sit at a bar anywhere or go to any networking event and, start chatting oh who do you support mate and you know what i mean automatically there's that conversation start and i think with with sport and business they do really go hand in hand um and so the networking side it, of it it's been it's been a, it's a, it's a lovely business. I love now it. in the time of covid i'm going to go through the covid bit in a bit regarding how that's impacted business wise yeah. but you know how important is networking for you because obviously this is quite a crucial part of your business isn't it yeah, mate, massively. I think um, for, for, for me, networking is fundamentally all about building relationships. And, yeah. and I guess 
for for me, I really put myself out there. Um, even when I was at the, from being at the salon to, um, to to obviously with firm balls and and with Sussex Business Time and the other business I run, it was it was one of them that being out in that business community networking and meeting new people because again it's back to the whole thing of opportunity isn't it you meet someone it might not necessarily be that you do business with that person but if you get on with someone and build a relationship you don't know where that's going to go in the future you know and I think that's um that for me is such a key element and, and look it's more so now over the last year of what's happened is to about how we how we enhance those relationships and and be able to reach out to people and go look um how can I support you? Can you support me? Can we, you know? Can how can we collaborate? Can we work together? And that's that, that strength in numbers, and that, and that's why networking so powerful. I think because um, you can you you build that. You know, I've I've got a support a business support network that I know that I can reach out to and speak to to gain support or support them in some way. But and and I'm, and that's what I'm saying. I'm really passionate about now, and especially within Sussex, I think. Um, you know, whether it's quite unique, I guess I've run businesses here, so it's difficult to know how it is elsewhere. But certainly here, I feel like it's quite a unique thing that people do. That's a quite, there's a lot of businesses have got a similar mindset to that, that they want to do that and they want to work together. And I think so. Yeah, yeah no, totally, man. I mean, yeah, the one thing, really the reason valuable. why I feel home down here as well as back in Wales is because it's, it's very similar communities. As in, it's very, it's a village community in a city. That's basically how I can yeah. explain Cardiff or, you know, it's very, yeah. it's done on, it's done on trust and it's done on people. And then that networking side of it, absolutely. I, you know, my personal view is it's imperative that you get it right. You know, it's not about, yeah. I've got to do business every time with you, but I tell you yeah. what, if I know I need something, I can come to you and you'll know somebody who does, you know, and that's what it's about me. My hundred percent. Yeah, I, I mimic what you're saying. It's uh, it's spot on, and, it, and there's some people who do. I've been to. You've probably done it as well. You go to networking events, and there's it can be very salesy people there. That yeah. here's my business card. This is what I do. What do you do? Can we do business? No, like you could imagine running a company called Fernballs. There's been many occasions when I've got people go, oh, "What do you do?" Um, I run Fernballs, and you can tell the glaze over them go, yeah, "Okay." Yeah. And almost looking over their shoulder, who can they go and talk to now? Because <laughs> they, they don't really know what it's about. Fernball, especially when I guess you referred to as Mister Fernballs around around yeah, Brighton. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's... Worse. I've been on the front door of my nightclub. I've been called a lot worse than Mister Fernballs. Let me tell you. Yeah. I'm telling you. I'm sure, what, what, uh, how's COVID been then, bud? I know we haven't mentioned COVID, but it, obviously, how has COVID been for you guys? Ah, oh, mate, tough, tough. No question about it. Fernballs yeah. took, a, you know, we launched at the beginning of um, last year or the back end of, of, of um, 2019. We launched Fernballs Paul, which we had a massive response to. With nearly 40 odd companies planning Brighton alone. We're just about to launch London. And almost replicate what we're doing with football all, all over the country, really, with Paul. And it was becoming really popular. And, you know, it literally March stops everything. So no football events, no golf, no um, uh, no Paul. And, and it's, yeah, from lockdowns, we, we, we've had to stop. I guess I'm fortunate in the sense with Fernballs that um, it's quite an agile business. Yeah. It's sort of structured away. I, I bought, as I sort of mentioned earlier, with Hamed, who's my business partner. I bought him out a couple of years back, um, and 
So, and I sort of looked at it in a sense of, we, I outsourced quite, well, pretty much all of staffing type issues with it, with Furball, so that there was only really me as an employee of the business. But, you know, you can imagine with 20 odd venues, you've got referees and league organisers and stuff like that all over. So it was a case of, I outsourced that with a partnership I put in place. Um, so it's quite agile. So with the with the business, although like the, there's zero income when it stops, um, which is yeah. not great for any business, but there's no. not many outgoings either. So uh, if I haven't got a venue, I haven't got to pay venues if I'm not there. I haven't got to pay referees if I'm not there. There's yeah. no staff to pay if we're not there. So zero income, zero outgoings. It's, the business as a whole can be quite agile in that sense, which is which is I guess a a plus. And, is that, and because so of that the decision, nature, that decision to outsource that, just if I can ask a question, mate, on that, was that strategic yeah. or is that something from the past that you thought, I don't want to, you know, I want to be as agile as I can be? Or what was that? What's the main decision on that? I think a, com a combination of things, mate, really. Yeah, certainly yeah. one of my, I think one of the biggest challenges for me as, as a business, and I'm sure there's some other, something I find quite fascinating, but maybe struggle with on a personal thing and something I'd like to learn more about managing people is uh, yeah. I'd like to like we said I'm, I think of myself as a people person I like to get on with most people Absolutely. but managing staff is probably a, is a completely different thing to, to that and then and what I find fascinating with other businesses um, is creating that culture within a company where we all know it's like you run it you run your own business but um, trying to get employees to believe in what you're doing and creating a culture very difficult to try and do and you know I, I know people that have done, like the guys that got some friends at Rocket Mill um, Ben and Sam brothers who started it as a small business you know, a digital agency with 90 odd staff now and but they've created a great culture there where people want to work and people want to, I think so for me with Fernballs it was a situation of I guess with Fernballs I love it as a business but I knew that there was going to be this was a business I was going to run and I, I always on the lookout for my next opportunity and I was knew that was coming and we're leading to that later maybe with Sussex Business Times and County Business Clubs which we launched yeah. and but so with Fernballs I thought right how can I limit I guess to reduce the time that I'm spending in it so I can outsource and get other people to do stuff for me yeah. um, where I can still oversee it and run it and make sure it's, it's maintained and, and that way there's less management of people because I've got other people to manage their staff who, who I've outsourced to so I think yeah a little bit of from experience from the salon going oh, I don't know if I want to have lots of staff again where I've got 10 20 30 staff and uh, you've got to manage all their all them things where I can just go right this is this is what I want. I want you to provide me a service to do that, and and you, you take it away. So I guess a bit of experience That's from good. the salon, as well as a, a bit of a strategic plan from from a personal point of view, I guess as well. Yeah, the only reason I asked that was more so because the listeners, anyone listening to the podcast, that potentially going into their own business, I think that it, it, there's nothing wrong with that either. I mean, that's what I was trying to get to is that. It, from a strategic point of view, if you're going to go into a business that actually, I mean, I've got several friends, one of them being in an engineering industry that, yeah, has got hardly any staff because actually if they have a massive downturn in the industry, then they can, not, they can just offload yeah. without any penalties. And I think, again, it's this sort of that stigma that actually you don't have to have a massive work. You know, you, you hear a lot of businesses saying, yeah, well, I've got 30 staff. How many you got? You know, and yeah. you, you think, well, no, it's not all about the 30 staff. It's about actually the, the money that generates from the business. Actually, how much time you need to put into that business to make it work, mate, isn't it? Right. Uh 
Absolutely that, mate. Absolutely that. I think you, yeah, you, you're spot on. It is. It's just, it is from, a, from I think it's, and, and more so, I guess, now with COVID and how things are doing, working remotely and, and things like that. Do, do you like look at companies that are going, well, I've got a big office with 30 staff in it. Do you actually need that? And then, so I guess what, what COVID's done is made people look at you look at their businesses having the time to look at their businesses and really show I certainly did with thermals I mean look for even from a point of going which I can't believe I didn't do a long time ago but you, we, we've we, we sort of restructured I, I looked at the initial part and restructured it so it's completely cashless so we use COVID as a way of going you know for everything card payments online payments and in and time that I didn't have to do that before that I looked at the business and gone look how much money we're losing on cash coming in and yeah. the difficulties with that and just looking at different points of your, of your business and how you can um, and I think with anyone I guess that's the key with any businesses you're trying to grow it or what you're trying to do is is always trying to it's that famous saying isn't there um, you know work, work on your business and not in it and I think that's we can all get oh, I'm guilty of that a lot you know I'm, you get so caught up in it and you're working well I'll, I'll, I'll do that later I'll look at that another time because you're in yeah. it you need to take that step back and take that time out and COVID I guess for some and and, and it works you advantage or not but you, you give you the opportunity and a bit of time to be able to look at that and, and which yeah well like you said it's, it's, you know people I've talked to within the business community there's got to be positives out of this isn't it and what you just said is actually one of the oh, positives mate. is when you get reflection don't get me wrong we don't want to see it again but ultimately there's no, a time to reflect not. there's also a time to to just assess where your business is at isn't it yeah, mate. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah. The, after no, that, then, so talk us through the current ones. Then, so the the business club is exciting. Tell everyone about the uh, you know yeah. the idea around it, where you got the idea from, and what exactly it is. So anyone not from Sussex understand it. Yeah, sure, sure. So, um, so obviously, I took up about three years ago. Uh, another friend of mine through networking, Lee, he, he's owned own Sussex Business Times, which is a business publication, been going for about 40 years now. Mm. Um, and I, I knew of it, it's quite a well-known magazine within in the business community. And he was like, look, I'm at a stage where I want to take it to the next level, um, try and bring it into the 21st century, I guess. Um, I want to try and create this members club, if you like, that we can help support business and, and stuff. And I, and I loved the concept back then. So I was like, I was running firm balls full time, but looking right, I'm, I was outsourcing a little bit at a time. I think, well, okay, can I take something else on? Yep, let's. So I took SBT over at that time with a view of it's the, it's been a long three year process, you know. I think we, it was looking at where it was at the time and the, the initial fundamental idea to go, right, well, how, how do we expand it? What, how do we do it properly? And, um, it's 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 been great we, you know we, we've really worked together and he runs his own business as well so I was running Fernballs and SBT and he was running that fresh clean at the time and, and we're trying to get county business clubs up and running in the background and um, we were always planning to launch last year and then obviously the pandemic hit um, and but probably if anything I guess from the type of concept it is which is you know it's a members club but an online community that we're trying to create yeah at a time when at covid people need that type of thing we need communities and need people to come together so we we created this this members club um and it's been great i mean you know we looked at we, we launched it last year um you know up to nearly sort of 500 members um 
and it's been great because of again because of the relationships I've managed to build over this period of time it was great to be able to get feedback and we've almost which we've done over the last few months to, to the point where we've tweaked it and we're just getting ready for the relaunch um, in the next couple of weeks so we've almost the concept's still the same but the, the platform's been redesigned with some new software and and yeah we've basically brought an online community together with a online marketplace um you know there's a content hub there's um, some growth services like crowdfunding platforms. So we just brought it all together, really. And, and the main thing, and the main ethos of it is all about collaboration over competition. So yeah. I'm talking with loads of members clubs like the Chambers and Network My Club and uh, Brad, who's a good friend of mine, who's done great with, obviously, his online networking side of stuff. Yeah, he's and, a great guy, uh, Ah, brilliant. He, we, you know, really inspiring. And, you know, I think he, uh, he sort of talk about adapting and pivoting, you know, he's got, he had an events company <laughs> that were doing events at, at, at sporting venues. All of a sudden, he's not, can't do any of that. So he's, and he's pivoted and done such a great job with, in regards to the, you know, utilizing the Remo platform and, and, and doing stuff. So we, you know, again, but he's a members club, similar to what we're doing, but yeah. there's no competition there. It's about how do we collaborate? How do we work together? And I think, for me, that, that's something, again, last like sort of said, I'm saying I'm really passionate about and I, I want to work together. I want to, because I, I do believe a collaboration is all about, um, it's got to work for both parties, isn't it? Both businesses have got to benefit from it. And I think it, it's not about what I can do. Oh, well, it, of course, there's some similarities there, but, you know, if I, what I do benefits your members and what you do benefits ours, then it's got to be a win-win for everyone, I think. And that's uh, our sort of look of it. So, yeah, so really excited about that. The relaunch is coming soon. So, um, yeah, that's keen it, to get it, it out it, there well, again. Was, have, you ever, have you ever read The Key Person of Influence? No, no, no. No, by uh, Daniel Priestley. Uh, what you just spoke about then, in a nutshell, is exactly what he talks about. The In order to become a key person of influence in your field, one of the main key areas that he talks about is, is having partnerships and collaborating. And if you haven't yeah. got that partnership kind of collaboration, then you, yeah. you know, you're never going to be able to, to put yourself in that key because you're always going to just always look inside rather than out. It's a really yeah. interesting book, mate, but it just when uh -oh. you were talking then you, you resonated over one of his chapters and it was, uh, it was really, yeah. Yeah, it's really nice to listen to, but if you get a chance, I'll tell you, it was a really good, one. any of the listeners, it's a really good book. Key person of influence is, uh, it's a really good book. And wow. Daniel is actually he's quite active on, on online as well on uh, LinkedIn. He's a good guy. Wow, um, okay. I'll, I'll yeah, definitely check it out. No, you should do. Yeah. So, the, so, so yeah. So the, where did it evolve from there? Then? So the Times and the, the County Club and where is it now then at the moment? Where is it, uh, you know, we're still developing? <laughs> So yeah, we're, 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 it's out there. It's 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 um it's in the city. Like we've got members on board. It's out there. We're we're, we're promoting it. We um but yeah, the, the actual platform is is ready to like. So people are on there now and communicating and engaging. But it's it, like I say, we've taken the feedback and with anything like this, it's an evolving project. So we've taken the feedback over the last few months and like I say, redesigned the platform pretty much to to be ready to 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 go out. Like I say, beginning of March, it's going to be there. And um yeah, keen again. And, and even then, once it's launched, we're going to get more feedback, and we've got an, an, a brand new app coming with it as well. So Amazing. Uh, it's almost trying to create like a trying to create this, I guess, support local business in a, a local environment, and like a localized LinkedIn for the social element of it, and then the marketplace is this local, I guess, like an Amazon type thing, but for local business, a whole shop local. Um, they're the type of elements that we've tried to all package together, um, and I think if it, 
what, what's happening at the moment with the collaborations and the partnerships that we've, we've managed to get on board so far, which has, has been amazing, it's, it's a one-stop shop. So someone starting a business in Sussex, they've got some support there, they can go and what, what networking events on. It's not about what we're doing as Cali Business Clubs, but they can go, right, there's a chamber event there, there's a network yeah. club event there, and just what, a one one place where people, the community can go and, and, and you know connect and support each other. And I think... Yeah, no, so I, that, I think it's great, man. I think I know you can say it, but I could probably give you an analogy where I think it's added. It pulls all the agencies together and actually gives you a reason to go on there. So whereas, you know, the chamber, yeah, they do that, you know, within their own right, they're great. But uh, that's what they do. They bring, you know, they bring business together. But the next stage is, is how do you do business? How do you actually do business together? Yeah. And you've yeah, got to yeah, do yeah. that, in my opinion, through yeah. that, uh, you know, we've said through rapport, through interaction. And what that platform allows you to do is that, isn't it? It is about interacting and, and it yeah, takes absolutely. it the stage further, which, you know, which I think is brilliant. Thanks, mate. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, like I say, I'm, it's, it's been a long three-year project and something that's evolved a lot over the last few years, but something I, I was, when I first had that coffee with Lee and he mentioned the sort of kernel of an idea to me, I was like, this is something I can get my teeth into and I'd really, I was something I was really passionate about and um, yeah, it's, like I say, it's taken a while to get it, but we're, we're there and I think the next step's quite an exciting one and I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where, where it goes and I, again, fortunate that I've got a lot of support around me and, and the business community have, uh, have responded well to it. And, yeah. you know, it, it, and it sort of encapsulated in the awards. We've done the awards at the end of last yeah, year great. with Brad at Network My Club. And, you know, uh, uh, the response to that was amazing. You know, we had, it was a, a, a new sort of idea I sort of put out there thinking, how oh, can we t- do this virtual business awards, bring the business community together? And me and Brad, chucked a couple of ideas around and then it was we put it out there you know when you go right we're going to do it where there's no judges so we just get it voted for by the community what a great way to do it and but what happens if no one votes and then but you put it out and you know it was amazing we had we had 31 nominations we had nearly 3,000 votes come in across all the different categories and then and we on the the night we had 100 businesses in the business people in the room um, celebrating you know the achievements of, of the business community whilst raising a over a grand for for rocking horse which was was amazing so i, yeah, I was we, blown away yeah, really touched the, uh, the, but you do a lot for you do a lot for charity rocking horse and um mm. you do loads for that which is amazing mate again i know these these ones are a bit, a bit of a pat on the back as well because an outsider coming in which i see myself coming down over the bridge and down into i was all i'm always a key sort of charity giver um, but there's something that, that rocking horse you do a lot with and Gavin and all the guys. It's something you're very passionate about. Oh, mate, look, uh, rocking horse, um, the, the charity very close to my heart, just purely on, you know, my, my so the twins were born, you know, nearly six years ago. And uh, my daughter came out first, great. And then my wife had emergency cesarean and, and Luke and my son was in intensive care in a Trevor Man unit for, for a few weeks. And, you know, it was, mate, probably, I'll be honest with you, the scariest time of my entire life. You yeah, know, you, you you go through one stage of, you know, holding my daughter in my arms and, and being the most excited and elated I've ever been to within probably about half an hour, being the most scared with a doctor going, look, he's not breathing, he's on thing, there's potential brain damage, there's all sorts of things going through your head and I'm like and I still remember that time like just being in there and and again again I guess down to mindset but I remember talking I remember the doctor saying to me that these are the situations and um you know potential brain damage all these type of things that go with it and I was like okay and he gave me loads of stuff to read I went away I got my head around I went back and I said to him look I get what you're saying I read everything you said I said but 
I said, my brain pretty much works in one way. All I need to know is there a possibility that he can come out of here okay? And he said, yeah, I go, don't say any more then. That's all I need to know. He said, because obviously he was, oh, we can't say yes or no, but but yeah, of course there's a potential. I said, that's all I need to hear. As long as there's a potential, and that's all I hold on to. And then I literally kept a real, like, for that time, I remember being in the hospital for a couple of weeks. We was in there and I was running up and down the stairs between my wife and my daughter and, and Luca, who's in intensive care. And you go, and then and I kept quite a strong mindset at the time. I don't feel I allowed myself to go to a place where I couldn't be. And then I remember that after his MRI and everything that happened with it, it then came to a point where they went, um, the same doctor come in, he went, well, in answer to your question a couple of weeks ago, you can't see anything wrong with him. He's absolutely fine. And he, and it was at that point, I just, all the emotion, and I just, just went, uh, you know, oh, grabbed the doctor, get in here, I was like, come. And you just, cause you, and it, but it was again, in my head, I was it was a thing of like, I believed that that positive mindset, believed he was going to be all right, kept telling myself that. And, it, and, and thankfully, you know, he, he I was one of the lucky ones. He come out and, and thanks to Rock and Olsen, obviously what the support of Trevor Man unit is just phenomenal. Um, and you know they pretty much saved his life. So for me, I will always be indebted to him, I guess. And that's one of the reasons I I do what I do and 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 try and raise as much money as I can whenever I can. And um, and yeah, it's it's a great charity. And, and there's so many amazing charities out there. I know you do some stuff for the Star Trust, and yeah, there's, yeah, this, there's some amazing. Yeah. But I think I think when you've got when you've got that personal attachment to it, though, there's uh, there's a lot more why as well, isn't it? I mean. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got, you know, again, it's bizarre, mate, because I've been with my wife nearly 24 years. Um, and we had the same experience with my first, exactly what you just said, is exactly oh, what wow. happened with my wow. first child. And and it was exactly the same. I, I, we've, we've gone through a bit of a... I think we've, we've gone <laughs> the same similarities so well, there, mate. Just in different <laughs> sort of ways. But um, no, no, no. I, I, I've got total empathy for where you are out there. And and Noah's Ark back in Wales was, was I've raised a lot of money for them as well for the same reasons, really, you know. So Amazing, it's great. Yeah. And I, I love, you know, we've got to give, give to get. And I know you're a firm believer of that, you know. And, you know, if anyone can give, they should, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, mate, absolutely. We, and, and, you know, like we sort of mentioned about, you know, we talked about Gav, Gav Willis, you know, he runs a business, his Share 77 campaign he's doing yeah, this year. Amazing. Like, 77k over a 10-year period for charities is, is phenomenal you know and yeah. i think you know like like you sort of alluded to earlier and i sort of said about you know who, who sort of inspires you is then people around you that you work with who, who, who you sort of look at and go they're great people you know and do, doing some great things and i think you know we, we can create time to, to to give a little bit back and i think it is especially at the, like again at the, at the moment everyone's yeah. been hit really hard charities especially and i think that's where it's um that's where it's key to try and support if we can. Yeah, totally, mate, totally. So I uh, I gave you a bit of a snippet, but we're going to end with, uh, with three sort of questions that one I've nicked from the High Performance Podcast. I'll openly say that now because I, I really <laughs> like it. But yeah, we're going to end with the three three questions, mate. So biggest learning so far in life? Um. So, yeah, I guess just f- for me, f- from a business point of view. Yeah. From a business point of view, but biggest learning is just look. Um, you got to, you got to try. Look, you, you got you got a graft. You got to put your your work in. Be passionate about something and put the put the work in, because um, nothing comes for free. You know, um, I think no matter what you do in life, 
especially from a business point of view, you, you've got to put that time and you've got to put that effort in, but be passionate about it and, and do something that you love doing, you know, because um, yeah. otherwise it's, it's a real, it can be a real struggle. And I think, um, yeah, that, that's a key, the key thing for me. Yeah, cool, mate. And then uh, this is the one I've nicked, but I like it. So three non-negotiables in Sam's world, uh, three non-negotiables that, uh, that if you want to enter that world or you want to be part of Sam's world, what, what are yeah. they? I think for me, um, integrity is yeah, one, almost one of the top of the list, if I'm being honest. Um, got to have integrity with anything you do. Um, you know, don't try to screw people over and, 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 and you know, and just do everything with integrity. Be, be a good person. I think that's something that's really important to me. I, I do, you know, you, we read a lot of stuff about from different people and books on, you know, business mindset and you've got to be this hard-nosed business person. You've got that, you know, uh, I guess the level of success will depend on where you get to. But I yeah. guess for, for me in, in life, success isn't necessarily then about how many zeros you've got in your bank balance, but it's where you are as a person and an individual. And I think if, to be a really, be a good person, um, to other people and, and that will that will come back be good and be be positive i think they're they're two key things for me in that sense that uh, I, I really strongly believe and i believe that you have to be a, be a good person and be successful in a sense i think that's something that, that, that's key for me yeah cool mate that's great um, and then, and then I, I i guess finally so we're going yeah and yeah, so, yeah, that, 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 yeah, go on, mate, sorry. Yeah, I think, it, well, I was going to take positive as being one of them, actually, because I think that's yeah. something that, you know, I, I, I'm going to try and pull more from you with that one, because I think yeah, no, cool. what I get a sense of, if you're not that positive person in your world, you don't want them in your world. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Uh, exactly that. I think, you know, surround yourself with positivity, because it, it's as positivity breeds as much as negativity does, doesn't it? And, you know, I think, you know, if you, you surround yourself with positivity and then positive people, then, yeah, look, good more good things will happen, you know? And it doesn't mean that you, you've got to, you can't be honest. I think that's the a final thing. They sort of marry up, I guess, with each other. There's an element of honesty as well there. Like, we've had a, I'd like to, in, in the sense that, you can be a bit vulnerable and you can say, you know, you don't have to be always that person that goes, oh yeah, everything's great. You can just be a little bit honest and go, you know what, things have been a bit shit sometimes, but yeah. doesn't mean that you, it doesn't, that doesn't make you a negative person by go, by understanding that things are not great all the time. You can, you know, I think you can be open about that. Yeah, I agree, mate. Because I mean, as I say, we, you know, we can't hide behind everything's going to be right, perfect all the time. There's no, it never is, is it? It's never a straight line. There's always a curve to go around. Uh, mate, absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, and then yeah. the, the last one, mate, I've got is so someone sat there, um, youngster or anyone really, just sat there, understanding, wants to crack on with something, right? So this podcast is all about people. For me, everyone who's been on it and who is on it, they just crack on with with something, you know, and get on with it. They're sat there, they're not sure, they're dilly-dallying, they're procrastinating. What bit of advice would you give that person? Take action. Do it. Go out there and try it and and fail at it, but learn from that. Don't 
don't sit there and and because we can all like you said we can all procrastinate and you know we're probably even people like you you and me we, we're still come up with other ideas and go oh yeah i will do that eventually but don't do that that you know if anything this last year's taught us that no one knows what's around the corner the world is a crazy place we don't know how long we're we're here for just you know i i, I guess i'm not saying get up every day and and go out and live it like it's your last if, uh, i don't mean that i don't think uh, but i guess the point i'm making is if you've got a kernel of an idea then explore it don't don't wait for that don't go oh, i'll do that in a few months time i'll do it in a few months time because you always put it off i think just take action get an idea take action go out there and make it happen because you can if you believe in yourself if you fundamentally if you believe in yourself you'll go out there and that self-belief which gets you know it gets tested at times I mean, you yeah. both know you know if you do fail it's self-belief am i doing the right thing how many people am i letting down what am i doing that but if you can just if you if you believe in yourself you can achieve anything that's that's my honest thing i think if you believe in yourself you can achieve anything you want and yeah and i to... love that and i love that and if anyone wants to so we're going to come to an end now but if anyone wants to contact sam how do they get in touch with you bud yeah mate, look and uh from a business point of view, I'm obviously on LinkedIn and, and you go on there, you get in touch with me on any uh, email, sam.thomas at countybusinessclubs.co.uk. Drop me an email, give me a shout. I love, anything to do with business, I love chatting and seeing how, you know, whatever, with the community, you know, I've built something there that we hope that we can, you know, get out there and, and support as many people as possible. So my door's open. I, I love chatting to people and, and look, if you want to collaborate and, and, and work together, then, yeah, it'd be great to hear from people. Yeah, it's great, mate. Mate, it's been such a pleasure to go through the journey. There's lots of things I didn't know and you filled the gaps with. And look, I wish you all the best in everything you do. Um, I, I love the positive outlook I always have done. Um, good luck with everything, mate. And uh, thanks ever so much for coming on the Crack On podcast. Mate, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Really enjoyed it. Cheers, Yeah, buddy. great, mate. I'll uh, look after yourself, but have a good day. See you later. Top man. Cheers. And here we go. Sam Thomas. Lost a business. I love that six-week period. It took me six weeks to just get back on the wagon. And I love the support he had from his wife. I think that is crucial. You know, and if you take anything away, you've got to have that. Everyone's got to go on the journey together. If you're going to go on your own, or you're going to, you know, lessons that get learned from all of us that just go and do it, you've got to make sure you communicate to the people around you that what you're doing because the people that care are the people that stick by you. And myself and Sam share such a similar story with losing something and getting back on the wagon and getting on with it. And I love that in him. Great guy. If you're ever in Sussex and need to connect with people, Sam is the guy to reach out to. Sam Thomas, thank you ever so much, mate. I love, I love that edition. Hope you enjoy it. Um, follow it. Go on to our website, www.crackon.com podcast.com uh, listen to it feedback on it and just give me some give me some loving um, anyway have a great day crack on crack on